friends and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Welcome to episode 9 where we are going to be talking to Andrew Campo from Vana Magazine. We talked to Derek Mayberry, uh, but uh, we got Andrew to come uh, while he was coming through town. Downstairs on the couch, first one. Uh, I hesitate to call it a magazine. It's so much more. Uh, they got a film festival going right now. Tyler Behrman on the back. Uh, John Ryan taking photos on the inside. Ton of great photographers, but... Uh, Fun conversation, and Alan uh, D'Antoni was actually sitting with me too. So, hope you have a hop- happy holiday, a happy holiday, a hot happy holiday. That's it. <laughs> and we'll see you around. Bye. Fiber on point, or <laughs> it just. Yeah. That's how we're starting the podcast. We're rolling, so that was kind of perfect. Well, on I that hope note. we got that. Well, Andrew, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah. Pretty honored to be the first guest on Woo! in-house on the show. Heck yeah. Yeah. yeah, happy it's you after this lovely last weekend that we had. Incredible weekend. Uh, super nice to meet everybody here and get to spend some time in the South. And uh, Barbara was everything and then some, you know. Your first uh, time? My first time. Yeah. My first time. Your first it time? Was incredible, my first time. Yeah. Did you get to make it to the museum? I did, twice actually. I Must have been nice. <laughs> I got, I a, I got some pictures if you want to see. <laughs> They're similar to the ones online, but yeah. Um, but it's yeah. insane. So much stuff. Did you see the boat motors? Yeah, I saw the motors. They're I like, didn't go f- any further down that wing. Yeah. But, they have uh, outboard motors that are just propped from like... That doesn't make sense for a motorcycle museum. But they're, be- they're like 1950s old... So the Barber Museum is just a barber. He's a man, Mr. Barber. Yep. Is it Skip Barber? Jim, I believe. Jim. So you just went to his storage that just happened to be really high in storage. With uh, what has to be a a thousand motorcycles, maybe? Uh, Yeah. I actually, me and and, uh, Cody behind the the desk over there poked our heads in just for a minute because we didn't have any time. And the the docent said, uh, you're not allowed in here, sir, with that camera. And I go, you're accurate. And then after uh, we got it all cleared uh, with the right people, uh, he's like, well, this is what you need to know. There's 4,000 motorcycles waiting to come on display. Wow. 2,000 currently on display wow. in some type of uh, circulation that they have. So 6,000 motorcycles. And that's not even in particular. Like, you're speaking of boat motors that obviously I didn't see. But uh, well, overall. And the cars, too. And the-, yeah. and the cars and the things and the art for Barbara. It was just a very high-end. It's really cool. It was really cool, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I applauded the grounds for beautiful art yes. installations. In the you know how much stuff I woods. lost in the grass because it was so thick? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to whoever the next event is because you're going to pop your tires. <laughs> it's not, no, no, we, we, picked, we nice. picked the screws up. I think that was Vana, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't us. We, we're low key on this one. Yeah. yeah. And so, Vana, uh, Andrew Campo, Joseph Andrew Campo. Yep. Of Vana Notoriety. Yes, sir. Vana Magazine, Denver, Colorado. We were we came out to Barber um, to we sponsored the um, the motorcycle show at uh, the Isle of Triumph, which was super rad. Um, How many bikes you had there? I think there was twenty. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so. right at twenty. But uh, you know, the, the show was on either side of the main stage. Killer music, like the grass you were talking about, kids playing in the grass, and uh, uh, just a good vibe on the Isle of Triumph. Uh, Honestly, when we pulled out, I was like, God, this is like, you know, when you're a kid and you got to leave, like, the amusement park or something, so fast. you know, I was, like, really bummed out, but I'm also uh, pretty stoked because I think we'll be back next year doing the same thing that we did this year, and um, we even thought about the film festival that we're working on right now is, mm-hmm. uh, we'll be, um, we're here in Atlanta now because we're in a, um, do our first screening here next week, but next year we thought about maybe kicking it off um, at the Alabama Theater during Barber. Do they have a theater in the at, at Barber or just no, a local just downtown. to Birmingham or something yeah, like that? Yeah, Birmingham. Oh. They got a beautiful yeah. theater downtown with the, the, one of the prettiest marquees I've seen in a long time. Oh, uh, we didn't get a chance to yeah. go to wherever they had us posted up over there. It was great, but yeah, we didn't see that. 
I was pleasantly surprised when um, we got kind of the, the breakdown from Triumph of who was going to be at Triumph Isle, the boys from Vana, and then I didn't even, I wasn't even hip, because I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm involved, but equally outside of missing, missing points at sometimes. So I didn't know about the film festival, and so to see you guys there and hear about that and to hear your first stop was in Atlanta, I was like, oh, tight. Yeah, well, it makes sense having our first stop here, um, home for me. Grew up here. Roswell? Uh, well, I grew up kind of, I grew up in Dunwoody. Okay. But um, I have family in Roswell, so I'm able to come here, spend some time, you know, making sure that everything's in place for the venue. And uh, so I've done that this week, uh, meeting community. And, of course, Triumph is headquartered here yeah. in the U.S. And, mm-hmm. and you guys are here. And, uh, yeah. and uh, the bonus crew BFG bonus, bonus family crew. garage those guys man this yeah. is kind of sick um they were also of course at barber and we had the chance to kind of meet that crew and um you know they've been helping us this week uh, spread the word about the festival and yeah so stoked to be in atlanta um i was telling you earlier i think i'll start splitting time between here and there uh probably more springtime and uh, fall here and mm-hmm. back in colorado we'll do you know winter and mm-hmm. summer or something like that you ski out there? Um, not so much um, anymore. It's man, it's funny. Like <clears throat> I like to ride motorcycles the most, and you can pretty much ride throughout the year out there. But to go to the mountains, and it's just like it's just like two eighty five out here, just slammed oh, up. You yeah. know, you just sit in traffic all the way up and all yeah. the way down. And I just maybe at a point in my life where I'm not feel like dealing with traffic and crowds, mm-hmm. so. I go ride my motorcycle more often. I do like skiing and stuff. Um, part of my my journey to where I am with Vana was, you know, working in the in the publishing world around skiing and snowboarding when I was younger. So, so spent a lot of time doing it. Just uh, right now, I'd rather just uh, check out on my bike and go cruising. Or I've been riding on a whole lot of motocross. Is what I've been doing. Ooh. So uh, that's yeah, that's fun. Well, so then. You said specifically like the publishing and things. You came from the the the, the cold world, yeah. And then that which brought you to, like. So I was even thinking about Vana, uh, my introduction to it, and all things considered. What is it even that like you're like I'm gonna open a magazine, I, I have I got a story to tell. I'm gonna I'm gonna cultivate and curate on story. Like what is even that experience? Like what what? How um, do you start that? Well, I started it. <clears throat> I think just. At the core of it, it's kind of believing in, in I, I'm an eternal optimist, and I, I believe you can do shit, right? And mm-hmm. um, uh, one day I wrote a, a paper in college, um, creative writing paper about uh, snowboarding, and the teacher told me, he's like, hey, man, I think, do you ever think about being a writer? I was like, I'm dyslexic. I'm the, I should not be a publisher of a magazine. You got an editor and, for that. <laughs> yeah, I do. I've got an amazing <laughs> team. I'm a... I'm more of a creative uh, and get shit done kind of guy. I'm not. I'd misspell my name in probably every email I send out. You know? <laughs> I forget sentences, but for somehow I killed this paper and I sent. Um, at the time, I was really into snowboarding, and uh, I mailed it by way of mail uh, <laughs> to Snowboarder Magazine and said, "Hey, teacher said I've got a no way." And I think it's like six months later. I got a phone call. And the lady, she was uh, really nice, and she's like, hey, maybe uh, interested in an internship. And I was just blown away. I was like, oh, man, if I could work for Snowboarder Magazine, that's game on, right? And uh, then she thought I was in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and she thought I was, uh, she had seen Santa Fe on that envelope, and she thought it was Oh, Santa she thought you were local. She, yeah, she thought it was Santa Fe Springs, California. And I said, oh, no, give me two weeks to know get my life buttoned up and i'll be out there no and she's way. like oh no 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 you can't move out here i thought you were down the road and i showed up on monday yes so here i am and that's a good I, shit done guy huh yeah i think i spent close to eight months no in, interning and, and she would uh she'd always tell me like get out like go go to the beach like you don't have to be here nine to five every day you know like go get out here and i'd Dude, I was just there to learn. Like yeah. I was blown away. You know? So over the years, I spent, uh, I don't know, about eight years uh, snowboarder. I worked in skateboarder. I ended up working at Surfer before um, I ended with those publications. And 
and I've worked in different departments enough to understand how to put together a magazine and how industries work and everything else and kind of set on my set out on my own after that and uh, yeah so years later um, many years later I had uh, met Ben who's our creative director and my partner what's Ben's last name uh, geese G I E I E S yeah um, and uh, not geesey <laughs> he hears that a lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, anyhow, Ben's just, uh, I don't know, man, we just hit it off creatively, and he's immediately, I'd worked with, uh, you know, art directors and creative directors throughout maybe a 10-year period in, in amazing ones, um, you know, guys that were building some of the best publications out there, and man, Ben just had, like, something really special, and I wanted to do more with him than we had the capability of doing on the project that we were on at yeah. the time. And that was a, a digital a digital magazine that we were working on. So, Piper, are uh, you gonna are you gonna get interviewed with you doing girl? So we need some micro. Yeah. Long story short, um, there's some really rad publications out there, um, kinda independently owned in the surf skate culture areas. Uh, Monster Children was one of them. What's uh, that? And what youth Monster Children, um, Australian-based magazine that's uh, kind of focused on music, skate, surf, and just punk All rock as can be. And our original format of the magazine was horizontal, and uh, that was something they were doing at the time, and we were really attracted to it because it created this beautiful landscape um, platform. And So like every bifold is its own poster? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. Cool. Um, and those guys are really rad. We weren't competition to them. Uh, we're not in the same really space. At, um, but, you know, we reached out to them. And I always like to note the, the like, rad publishers, them, Iron and Air, um, a few others out in the space that were like, yeah, awesome. Here's what you should do. And here's what to watch out for. Like, it was really cool when we got started um, to kind of build some alignments between other people that are doing rad stuff to preserve the art of print. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's got to be hard. I mean, with all the media outlets that are that exist now, I mean, it's and your magazine is so beautiful. Every time I Thank tell you. somebody, it's like every issue is a copy, you know, a coffee table book. We got it on our uh, our table right here. Yep, we got Urbana. Yeah, um, it. Sorry, we've cut from day one. We we took the approach uh, of creating kind of an evergreen approach to content, right? Mm -hmm. Like. We've considered it a print collection from day one. We want people to be able to you know, collect these and read them 10 years from now. And it, it's storytelling. So, it, you know, we're not talking about, uh, you know, a new brake system or, right. you know, uh, uh, finishes at a race or, you know, anything that's really time sensitive is, you know, that's not. No. Print's not made for that anymore. That's. that's well, you're not, you're not beholden to the sponsors. You're just actually just yeah. open to the story. That it provides. Me. It's the life well written, if I'm right. That's it, man. Yeah. That's, and and I love that. Um, had uh, dinner with a friend last night, and I, I didn't know that they paid enough attention. That they're like, hey, by the way, that is a sick tagline, and it is. You know, that's uh, for Ben and I. Like, um, we're the two original uh, founders of the book, and it's like this this was as much about living a certain lifestyle as it was accomplishing business goals, you know? Uh, we knew that the magazine, if we, if we were able to set, you know, set out and do what we wanted to do, that this would allow us to travel the world uh, time and time again mm -hmm. and meet creatives and people like yourselves that, that to build upon kind of our, our foundation. We've got a great network of really rad people that have come into our lives through this project um, all over the world. And, um, it's again, it's allowed us to travel. I haven't traveled as much over the last couple of years um, as I did in the early stages. Um, but Ben recently was, I think last year, he was in Iceland, Africa. Um, who so knows? Cool. And he's getting around. I've heard about those places. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they seem pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I was at the accountants and the, uh, <laughs> 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 you know, taking care of that stuff, but. No complaints. Um, we've had some, 
some rad times. So what I don't do as much of, and I didn't do a whole lot of it in the beginning, is um, is really contribute by way of written word anymore. Um, I used to try to write a story or two from time to time, and I finally decided, you know, I'm done. That was my biggest struggle. And, and a lot Ooh. of people are like, man, I, I loved your story. I'm like, it's horrible. Like, just <laughs> horrible. And I get and oh really? And just writer's block, man. And I can sit. Well, you're just too hypercritical. I have six, six months to write something, and and then think about it and overthink about it for four and a half months, and then try to start it, and not get anywhere, and then I have an hour and a half to write it. And oh. like, so I just kind of backed off that, and I think Ben's uh, realized that's probably not the best use of my time anymore. Uh-huh. So I'm free of that. Um, <laughs> But I'll be I'll be going on some trips. I think that uh, Derek is uh, also one of our business partners. You met Derek out there, and he'll be here on uh, Monday. But all three of us are talking about trying to get an annual just us guys go do something, and uh, hit the reset button. Yeah, hit that reset button. Yeah, so, yeah. And we've been doing uh, really good as a as a little team lately. Uh, this year is super exciting. Um, put a lot of focus into. Uh, building uh, a casual wear brand, okay. uh, you know, around our audience. Um, not not a motorcycle protective gear brand. That's not what we want to do. But um, one of the things that we feel like is we've got a, a great audience. Uh, I think we have a lot of influence on this audience, um, and uh, I think it'd be really cool to the more that <coughs> areas that we can figure out how to stand on our own two feet. Not not have to worry, you know, necessarily about advertising. Then it'll allow us uh, to yeah. just greater, you guys can freer dictate. opportunities. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're working towards that. Um, I think we'll, if we're on schedule, we should shoot marketing and stuff for a line of apparel the around the second week in November. And then that oh. stuff will be online uh, for sale. And That's right around the corner. Yeah. It's, it, we've been working on it for I don't know, eight months now. Sweet. So it's all in production. It's the biggest apparel order we've ever put put down. And nice. Super stoked. It's uh, it's not just merchandise, you know, um, t-shirts and mm-hmm. uh, hats and stuff. It's uh, we've got some button-up stuff. We've got some women's stuff that uh, we're working on, and we've got some really rad collaborations too. Um, I heard about a boot. He, yeah, Danner. We're uh, doing a collaboration with Danner. I think that will be out in April. Mm-hmm. Um, we have. Uh, a Barstow goggle that did a collaboration oh. on with 100%. Um, I just found out yesterday that those will be available um, uh, November 2nd, which happens to be our film uh, screening date in, oh. in Denver. Perfect. So, um, yeah, so we'll have those goggles here in just a few weeks and then um, working on some other things with uh, some other really good brands. And that's what we really want to do is collaborate on rad stuff with the right brands so all right let me let me redirect this uh i love all the things that are happening with vana where it's going with the the, the clothing you're expanding you. past the, the 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 book the pages have turned mm-hmm. uh there's a film festival now yes. how did the film festival come about and where's that going and this is this is step one how many iterations yeah. are we going to see with this well the film festival came about years ago actually um here in Atlanta, um, in conversation with Adam Vanderveen, at, Mr. Uh, Vanderveen. Yeah, Mr. Vanderveen. You know, we're talking about other ways to, you know, get our brand in front of community. And mm-hmm. um, Mr. Vanderveen had worked in, uh, I don't know, what do you call it, marine world for a while, mm-hmm. and he had told me about a fly fishing, or maybe it was. Some type of fishing festival. I don't fish, so I didn't pay too much attention. <laughs> but yeah, anyhow, that's nice. <laughs> um, I think it's fly fishing festival, which I know there's some beautiful imagery from from fly fishing. It's a thing. There's a lot of people that do it. Yeah, I'm just not one of them that's done it. But um, <laughs> so you're talking to Adam. Yeah, he talks about fly fishing. You're going. This is great. There's something. A, there's a film festival. <laughs> yeah. There's film festivals in all kinds of different you yeah. know areas, but. Uh, you know, we just started. He's like, man, we should do something rad. We should do something rad. And um, I, I just, maybe five years ago, maybe a little further back, it seemed like there was a, 
Havana film that was now coming out of each volume. We didn't set out to do that in the beginning, but as we met the right creatives and had the... Well, I would imagine that so many times like a photographer is equally a, a storyteller with a video. Yeah. And so you're like, hey, I'm doing this. I also have this. You're like, well, we can feature that. Yeah. And, and so you weren't just print. You were also, we have a digital asset to present. And that, those digital assets really allow us to push that story yeah. back to print, you know? Um, and, and so we've, we've kind of, I think, gained a reputation as um, a platform for creative films. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and uh, when we were talking, Adam and I were talking, it was him. He was the one who was like, and everything's so fragmented when it comes to video, right? There's no central hub for it. And if you acted as that through this, this contest, so um, I was a little hesitant to, to do anything right away because we, uh, I, I was just scared that the world's a crazy place right now. Last time we set out to do something, um, we worked probably close to a year and a half to two years to prepare for a motorcycle show um, that happened to be just a couple weeks after oh. the world shut down. Which show was it? It was going to be the Vision Moto Show in Denver. Okay. And uh, so, and at first I was like, oh man, do we want to, you know, book theaters and get back into the world? But now I'm happy and, and so let's go for it. And I, it was, I don't know, just a month or two back. Ben's traveling around a lot. He's getting all the submissions. And finally, I was like, hey, let's, ha let's have a look at one or two. And it, I got chills when I saw oh. the first two. I was like, and I could see that, you know, there was a call to action to, you know, here's not really guidelines, but some inspiration. And it's between five, 15 minutes long. And, man, it just to see that people, you can see our inspiration in their work and to see that all this effort from all these different filmmakers and teams of people around them. Um, we had over 60 film submissions wow. in, in a four or five month window. Mm -hmm. And these are damn good films. That's awesome. Yeah. And that was really tough because um, over the last, I think about a week ago, submissions were closed on the last day and a flood of them came in and then we had to figure that out. We have a, top 10 um, LCQ or top 9 LCQ that's online right now. Oh, cool. At midnight um, Eastern time tonight, those uh, the fi finalists will go on tour with the, uh, the 10 finalist films. Cool. And at the end of, uh, we'll go Atlanta Tuesday, um, November 2nd, Denver. We're going to take December off. Um, January, it's going to be in Phoenix. Um, location and date, we haven't put TBD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, January, February, LA. Um, also, dates coming on that one. Uh, and then March will be Austin. Date coming on that. And then um, our final show will be in Portland on the 25th. And I believe that's the same weekend as the one show. So oh, cool. Kind of working with... Uh, You've heard me talk about the Pickle Factory. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think uh, I've been talking to Tor about that. I think it will be at the Hollywood Theater in um, Portland, but we're working alongside Tor to kind of, you know, have it. I actually don't even know if it was at the Pickle Factory last year. I just I feel like the last time I was there, I was there with Derek. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it was at Pickle Factory again. Yeah. I just remember the last time I was factory. there, I was just so got dang cold. And I was like, <laughs> man, this looks really cool <laughs> at a distance next to a heater. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I had a job, but I actually couldn't even do it because I was so cold, but whatever, hindsight and such. Yeah. So just for people that aren't in tune, like what, what are the parameters of your film? Uh, what were the, the asks? Uh, just, you know, to really focus on the, the narrative, uh -huh. a, a true storyline in there, um, and, and just kind of use our inspiration, you know? Um, it's all about the story when it's all said and done, and... Not some of them have no words, but the story is clear as day. Mm. That's so cool. Yeah. Which so. one's your favorite? I'm just kidding. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next week Tuesday we're gonna go to Plaza Theater yep. in Ponzi, yep. and we're gonna we're gonna see the show, the whole shebang. Yeah, looks to be. Um, I was just going over run of sold out. Super excited. It's coming yeah. together. All for you. 
Uh, it looks oh, yeah. to be about a two-hour run of show right now, Perfect. which is cool. Um, I think as we move through our calendar, we'll, we'll um, kind of bring other partners' films in, and, mm -hmm. and uh, we've got, a, I think, a half-hour intermission window where we'll be playing films outside of the, the 10 finalists. Oh, cool. Um, we have a film, a, a film or two of our own that will make it in, you know, as a, hey, let's watch this after the top 10 are done. So not every showing might um, might not be the exact same run of show, but the 10 finalist videos will be there. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So when you were putting together the show, when you're putting together the magazine, when you're putting together the apparel, um, the space that you operate in is, is motorcycles. Yeah. Is it lifestyle or is it motorcycles? Or are they... I think it's a combination of both. I mean, motorcycles are kind of our lifestyle. Right. So, um, <clears throat> I don't know, man. Like, that's... This story is the same for all of us as partners. Um, especially Ben and I, I guess we have a little bit of a racing background, but we've just loved motorcycles our right. whole lives, right? And I remember... I remember years ago, my mom like trying to talk to me about some world issues or something, and I'd tune in and out. And she's like, she loves me to death, but she's like, "Fuck! All you've ever cared about is motorcycles since the third grade." And I was like, "Yep, yep." And that hit, that stuck with me because it's kind of really who I am. So, yeah. and we just like we love riding motorcycles. And part of the book is, is you know, there's we try to celebrate all genres of motorcycling. You know, there's. Uh, there's not really too many motorcycles out there we don't wouldn't want to be riding on. Well, I guess yeah. it's probably a similar perspective for, for me. It's just like two wheels is two wheels. However you're yeah. rolling is the right way. They make you happy. That's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's any number of silly two wheels to freedom. Yeah. You know, whatever it may be, a life well-ridden. <laughs> yeah, but, corny. No, no, corny's okay, though, when it just represents exactly the, the, the name of the game. But Yeah, that, well, that's what we're trying to do. I mean, it's all said and done. Like I said, it's a little selfish, you know. I'm going to li live my best life. Why not? Magazine yeah. can allow us to do Well, you, you're, you're telling me that sitting in my basement talking to me about it. So like, your beer. Hey, thanks, Meg. <laughs> I mean, we touched upon it uh, just briefly before we even started here tonight. Um when you work in motorcycles, what have you found to keep the wheels rolling, as it were? Like it's it's, and I've used the the joke, you know, half the wheels, half the budget. You know, when it comes to living in a creative space, you can have an idea for something, you can have a goal, a vision, but when you know you got to grease those wheels with the, the powers of B, how is it playing in this? And where is where's even the field at right now? What we're twenty twenty three. Yeah, I, as far as our field. Um and that's all I can really talk directly about. Um, we've had, I want to say, the same group of, I call them partners more than advertisers, but small group of partners that I think f on average 12 to 14 that advertise in each volume. And, um, you know, above and beyond that, that we're working on special projects with or, um, you know, uh, creating marketing for them or uh, you name it. But, it seems like we're in a pretty good space because we've got really strong alignments. And, and uh, honestly, I think less is more. You know, if you could be working and doing more for a partner, you know, for a group of eight partners versus 30 yeah. partners, then you're building bigger partnerships. And, and that's really where our focus is right now. Um, magazine itself, I was terrified when COVID, at that point I'd put, you know, seven, eight years of my life and a lot of personal um, set investment into the magazine. I was like freaking. I was like, oh, man, it's going to happen. Like yeah. people aren't going to want to buy anything right now. And that was, we saw this huge spike in readership. It was really cool. And I sort of, ben, ben evens me out. He's like, dude, we got this. We, you know, this hasn't been easy. Trust me. I don't yeah. think, I didn't take a paycheck for, uh, you know, half a decade. Yeah. You know, you, that's what that's what you do when you, you got a project like this. If you know it's going to work, you just pour everything into it, and it's been working really nicely the last couple of years. But yeah, you know, when you get going, every first of all, when we put it out, everybody's like, "Dude, what are you doing? In a digital world? Blah, blah blah We don't have uh, print budgets anymore." And a couple of them, I had been on a project prior that um, 
everybody's like, digital budget? What's that? I can, <laughs> all we've got is print budget. Right. So I reminded a few of my key partners that, hey, remember 10 years ago? Yep. And uh, so I got, I got uh, we funded this thing um, through, through ad dollars from day one. Mm -hmm. um, bootstrapped it till right now. So, uh, awesome. which is kind of unheard of at times, but also explains that it's, uh, you know, uh, it's not always easy. But, uh, yeah, we have a great formula now. we got got um, shit subscribers from all over the world. Yeah. Uh, recently we moved uh, into a real 3PL facility. So, like... Wait a minute, what? A third-party uh, logistics, like, everything's now being handled... Um, from customer service to so you have a brick shipping. and mortar where you sit and and ideate and yeah. then you email your team in 3pl well yeah like any anything that's going out to a customer okay. is, is no longer touched by us which is um, about two months now and wow it's, that's a scalable that's where it just gas on fire yeah that's that's where we're kind of sitting right now and the, um, we just uh, hired a, a, a new um, chief a CMO kid is amazing uh, never had that before. I mean, mm -hmm. like, well, <laughs> he's getting to hear our, you know, history of how we've marketed ourselves purely organic from day one. We went back, and I think we spent, you know, since 2014 to now, $1,500 on Facebook ads back in, I don't know, 2017. I'm Was he sure. like, how sure. are you here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, and he, he's a... Uh, Super, super, super smart dude, and um, we've spent the last six months kind of working to. We changed our web platform to Shopify, uh, where we've been putting all the right tools and measurements and it, um, doing things right. For so you're touching all the buttons with your SEO, your metrics, your yeah. algorithm, all the things you're hitting it hard. So wild. Yeah. There's so many like those little intricate moving parts. It takes a long time to yeah. a find the right person to. I mean, I don't. I can't tell you how many people I've I've been pitched to be my marketing specialist and this and that, but um, <clears throat> you know to have that confidence because that's usually a, a bigger spend if you want to see a result, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, so we've got the right team. Um, we're working with Superior Inc., which is a, um, a Colorado-based and great friends. Um, we source all of our apparel and they do all our screen printing, embroidery. Cool. And they manage three P three PL for us, so it's uh, things are things are cool right, awesome. right now. Like if we're out and about, and a certain merch item that we have, you know, queued for low inventory that we want to reprint, that's all just taken all care done. of now, and um, we can focus on more so on things like um, you know the bike show at Isle of Triumph. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, if that wasn't in place, there's no way both Derek and I could have spent a week out there. Yeah. Right? So uh, kind of excited about the opportunity to let that stuff do its thing and for us to focus more on building relationships. That's really my job is relationships. Is that why you started returning my calls? Yeah. <laughs> hey, shit, I loved you from day one. I remember the first time we met in Denver, uh, we went and had coffee and then told Derek, I was like, God, that's the nicest dude ever, man. Didn't you wrestle an alligator that day? Oh well, so you know what you do when you get to Denver is uh, you wrestle alligators first. <laughs> yeah. You get off the plane, they give you a joint, and then you go wrestle an alligator. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was in town for a wedding, um, and my buddy uh, was getting married, Mr. Chase Garrett, uh, who I'm sure will be on the couch at some point. He used to work at Red Bull. He's been a... Uh, um, Dude, I know Chase. You know Chase? I know Chase. Th that well. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, He's an icon now. He is he icon. Is on, there you icon. go. Exactly. Yeah, Chase a rad dude, man. He's a sweet guy. I went to college with Chase. G double A double R E T. And his dad's here in town. They're from Georgia. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I was out for his wedding to his beautiful now wife, and they have a beautiful baby. And all things considered, um, two babies. That's right. Uh, and so I was driving out from L.A. to Denver. I borrowed Steve Camrad's uh, Triumph Tiger. 900, I believe, uh, rode up into the, the mountains, and uh, da Danger Dan <laughs> knew I was heading out, and he was passing through at the same time. I don't know where he was going, uh, but he's like, hey, man, I want to have you on the podcast. And I was like, all right, uh, I'd love to do that. What are we doing? He goes, we're going to wrestle alligators. And I was like, 
in Denver, <laughs> you know, or just outside. It's not far. Like what is it, like an hour and a half? Mm, three. Okay, but, give uh, or take. Yeah, I know exactly where it is. The joint helps. <laughs> oh my god. So, <laughs> long story short, we go do what we do. We have the podcast, and and it's it's something we still talk about. Like we'll randomly just message each other, like with like how it pops up on uh, on on Instagram or TikTok, with just like somebody in the lake that we were in, and you're and you just see what's happening, and it's inevitably somebody losing an arm. Yeah, it doesn't I, I go went well. I watched it after you told me about it. And, and I've known about the alligator farm. It's a, I have family property on that same street, but I've never known about wrestling. Yeah, because there's a vortex out there. Oh, yeah. There's a oh, yeah, there's a vortex. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, what's a vortex? What do you mean? What's a vortex, vortex, Alan? What's a vortex? We'll have to show them. we got to take them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just hit the Google. It's, it's, a, it's a big... Uh, it's a spiritual uh, Yeah, it's vortex. a spiritual vortex. Maybe aliens come through there. You know, whatever you're looking for, you'll find it, yeah, and it like, might be a friggin' alligator. Is it a ayahuasca? No, okay. no. I mean, you can do whatever you want, wherever you want. <laughs> However, pretty much anything goes down there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You just turn down this one dirt road, and you just drive like 19 miles. You'll find it on the left side. Wild. But specific yeah. to the place, though, like it's literally it's a carp farm. It started as a carp farm, and then they're like, "Man, we got too many dead carp. What do we do with all these no dead carps?" And someone's like, "We know it likes eating dead carp." Alligators, and so they had a couple of rescue alligators. Alligators breed really well. Fast forward, not a couple of years, we go, ah, hot dang, we got 60 alligators. Oh, yeah. And now they're an alligator farm that happened to breed carp. Yeah. And they'll let you for the right price jump in and get a, a license on how to wrestle. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How's Danger Dan? I love him, man. Well, and I honestly, I have so much respect for Dan. We saw him just at uh, Sturgis, yeah. introduced uh, Alan to him. Uh, we saw him in Deadwood. He was running some Harley beach party, which makes sense for a 40-degree event uh, <laughs> in Deadwood. Um, but we bumped into him, and uh, I, uh, it's not that I, 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 I'm never going to you know, repeat the greats here, hopping in my podcast seat, but uh, when I did Dan, Dan's uh, podcast and how I see him operate and the fun he has on his, his Pan America, cruising around, telling stories, dude, he's, he's crushing. And so I hope to have him equally... Uh, in the seat, if our kids can't chase him down, but what yeah. a sweet dude! I like him. He's he popped in town. He pops in on his way to Sturgis from time to time. Mm -hmm. but yeah, dude, I, I like those like one of a kind dudes, and he's definitely one of those man. Man, he looks like he smells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna edit that or, or he knows? No, what? I can see his heart through his outfit. It's so huge. Yeah. Got a big old heart, I, that I Danger he's Dan. Beautiful. He's got a good smile. He's got a good smile. He's funnier than shit. Yeah, right? no, I, I love him. Uh, I always say when he like he's got that leather jacket. When I went to, he goes, "Hey, take, I was like, oh, we'll take a picture," and I put my, you know, like, hey, and it was like, it was like a stiff. Like he hasn't taken that. I mean, it was a well weathered that that jacket could tell some stories. He's earned those miles. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them. He's a cultured man. So, working in the motorcycles as long as you have, uh, and you, you plan to stay there. Vana is branching into a new yeah, space, but... We're, well, we're not really branching into a new space. Um, we're going to continue to publish, do what we're doing here. This always, storytelling will be the core of the brand, but you know, it, it is a new focus for us, which is awesome. Um, we talked about it. We talk about it all the time. What, what are we going to do in three years, five, ten? You know, you got to have business plans and... Um, Right now, you go through ebbs and flows, but right now we're all just fired up to get down the road. And, you know, th things, uh, when things feel good, right, you don't want to so get off fun. the roller coaster yeah. if, it, if yeah. it's, you're having fun. Right now we're having a lot of fun. And um, I'm kind of, when it comes to business, uh, yeah, I've kind of like a personal history of, of really in, enjoying a challenge or, you know, taking on, you know, doing what they say can't be done a little bit. Like, that's that's what this was. Like, everybody back then was like, magazines are dead, dude. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it, no. Let's say, you know, they're not. They're, yeah. There's obvious monster children. We're, we're just not used to seeing this yeah. in our industry yet. Yeah. And it took a while for, and people still don't know who we are, you know. We're not, like, the most well-known magazine. They will. We do have a, a great global audience, and... I've always considered our readership more of a fan base than um, than just a readership. 
because we get some really great emails from people that it's cool when you uh, receive emails you know talking about how you inspired them or or just taking the time to compliment the work and stuff uh, that's those are those little cues that let you know you're doing all right mm -hmm. even if you think you're not you know. well I'd be curious do you see yourself in the space that we operate in because I'm only talking from my perspective. Um, when I learned about uh, your, your, your company, your brand, your magazine, and then everything I saw, and they came across my, my tables over the years in different facets, and I had friends in the magazine, mm -hmm. I had friends shooting for the magazine, uh, we had the opportunity to meet. Um, there's always been, and, and between you and Iron and Air, and I don't know who stacks up where, I'm not hip to, to that s sense of things. Yeah. But from my vantage point, you guys were really, um, when, you're, when you're in charge of telling stories and you're painting the pictures with your, your words, the images you pick, the, the videos you share, you're influencing the, the culture around you that then disseminates and creates in a similar light, in, a, in the same vein, right? Like from my vantage point, you guys were really kind of, uh, uh, this is what we're into right now. And people are like, hey, this is what we're into right now. Yeah. And you go this direction, you go, this is what we're into right now. Like, this is also what we're into right now. I, I could watch the needle move with what your influence was. Did you guys see it from that side, or did you ever? Yeah, we just kind of, um, I think, really wanted, if you looked at the first three volumes of mm -hmm. our book, they were motocross. Like, I can see it in my head right now. They were motocross books, because that's where we came from. You know, Ben was a pro racer, and I raced as a, a child and spent most of my um, career prior to Vomit, you know, working in motocross mm -hmm. uh, specifically. And then um, we, start, we started to realize, like, hey, man, like, there's, we're not just riding dirt bikes all the time. We love our street bikes. And we just started thinking about that idea of, you know, exploring motorcycling outside. So if anything, we, you know, we stayed in our lane with motorcycles for sure. Um, and, and I think that was really smart. I think... Um, when, when you start trying to see maybe like, oh shit, this is cool right now. Maybe we should, you know, uh, kind of attach ourselves to that or that. I think that's when you lose uh, authenticity mm -hmm. and stuff. And, and you, it's maybe the purity is not there as well. But um, for us from day one, uh, just kind of focused on, on motorcycling the magazines evolved over the years so you can I, I see it in many different stages but I really think it was around volume five when when we started to hit our stride and and Ben started to as a creative director um, just take this thing to another level in my opinion mm -hmm. I've, since then I've kind of just sat back in awe like I wouldn't have taken on this project with anybody else period that's it and i and if he called me today and said dude i'm out then i'd shut it down because <laughs> nobody else could do it he's wow. uh he, he's really really good at we've we've been on press for over nine years mm -hmm. never had a file wrong at press wow and it's unheard of wow we've been with well, what does that mean like when you drop files for magazines, man, usually there's just all kinds of stuff that says, you know, there's this low res image somewhere or there's, you know. Because there's so much material between that thing. Yeah. And every printer that we've worked with, which is three, and we're, we're at home now finally. Um, we've got a great printer called D&K out of Boulder. But every single one of them is like, just doesn't happen. Like the, the teams of dudes that work in production. This is Ben that, that makes yeah. this happen? Yeah. And like is he a psycho? Yeah, he is. A, um, <laughs> he's a good psycho, but he's he's just uh, meticulous. Yeah. You know, and you can see it when you go to his house. Like everything's, he's, he used to have these knives like on a magnet thing. See, I asked if he was and psycho I, and you went to knives. Well, I mean, I'd always okay, just no. like <laughs> move one the wrong way or just, you know, if I was there, Note put to like self. A, a just fork, to see if he would react. Fork in the spoon thing in his drawer, you know, just because <laughs> I know he'd open it up and be like, ah! you know, that kind of shit. But Immediately he'd know. <laughs> oh, he'd know for sure. But yeah, he's just uh, he's very very good at what he does. Yeah, well, that's a fine artistry in itself, being that meticulous. And, and it take it all. It's a sharp edge. It is a sharp edge of a knife. Like to get to that point, you know, you got to yeah. go through a lot of freaking just right there. Yeah.
I never worry about um, anything when it comes to like our brand image and it, all of that's in, uh, that's been run mm. with it. When is that know? a is that a constant choice where he's not in pursuit of you know when you guys have your select partnerships you call them not sponsors mm -hmm. uh, and equally you're not gratuitous in your uh, advertisements throughout the magazine so much so that I would say that if I'm page turning I don't see logos I don't see branding I don't see labels it, it, yeah. it looks just as if you know everything's one off everything is it's uh, mm -hmm. you know it's, it's not like I bought this shirt off a rack this is this is created and curated after years of experience and you know tears <laughs> and stains and all the things right yeah. that's what your magazine looks like well, it looks like a lived experience. And from day one, it, it does. It happens at about a ninety percent um, rate, in my opinion, per book. But um, because sometimes you have a seasonal advertiser, or, or maybe somebody that's um, has agency working on creative that they have to work within certain boundaries. But uh, from day it, day one, and even as always said it in our media kit, is you know we really encourage. Again, this being a timeless piece, you want you want that reader to pick this up five years from now and be able to relate to your brand. And if that's a product or a colorway or a price or any of that stuff, it's old news. If it's if it's a focus on the brand and it's the brand's soul or heritage or something like, along those lines, um, it's here to stay. So it it took a <laughs> in the beginning as a hey. I need a lot of money for an ad, and here's how we're going to do it. And like, I was like, and it worked. People started listening. You know, it took a minute for you know get a couple of these out into people's hands over time, and then like, um, which is really kind of an honor at times. We, you know, we we there's ads that are being built for us that aren't being built for anybody else. That's cool. And I love knowing that. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That's really neat, actually. And it's cool. We get um, <clears throat> advertisers check in with us prior to a volume to see if there's a theme unfolding and things of that nature. So that's, it's nice when we get that kind of communication because then what you're talking about becomes more seamless. Is there a point where you're no longer a magazine and you are a book? Is that a like I'm I'm not a I'm not a publication. I'm, I don't live in that space. So I don't know. Is it like well we've been producing this you know quarterly you know, biannually, whatever. That's a, that's a great question, um, and it's a, a question that we're going to drill through in the next month or two. But well, that's very soon. Yeah, just figure, figuring things out. Ultimately, that's what I'd love to do, um, is to produce something that... We have a 90-day newsstand uh, window, which is awesome. Thank you, Barnes & Noble. What does that mean? Um these are for sale on newsstand Barnes and Noble, primarily in the U.S. And instead of pulling the magazines off in 30 days like they traditionally would, they and they get, put them in the the stock room. Y no, yeah. Well, after 90 days, then another one's on its way. But typically, and that's a good story in itself. Um, a magazine would get pulled, but they've paid enough attention to what we're doing that. They're leaving it on there because they know that's a product that could sell for. Oh, okay. So yeah. you pass the ninety day. Yeah, and you go, well, like, we're oh, the it's not the October one. Well, that's that, that's old a, news. You yeah. know, that's a testament so, to your stories. They're like yeah. they're not looking at the cover and they're like, well, this is the you know December issue. Yeah. We can tell because of all the Christmas shit. Man, um, trying to think what year it was. Two thousand fourteen. Nineteen sixty nine. What? Two thousand fourteen or fifteen. It was volume three. Uh, we, a good friend of mine, Jake Enyart, and I were, he was helping me at the time with the book. And uh, he was very studious and whatnot. So I, I uh, tasked him with, I called, I finally got a hold of whoever manages like distribution for Barnes & Noble. And uh, this lady, man, she was... Uh -oh. She was mean, dude. She was like, I felt like I was... How mean. did you call her? Were you angry when you called her? No, no. She just I, answered, what? She, she's like, you know, I was like, hey, I have a new publication, and I'm trying to... And, man, she, like, scolded me, and she's like... Uh, yeah, I think she's like, how'd you get my phone number type of deal? And and uh, she's <laughs> like, I was like, well, just tell me, what do I need to do? And then so she told me, like, uh, here's what you got to do. You got to, you know, compose this. You, you, I want to see your business plan. Because we're new, you know, um, a sample of the book, this, that, 
And we had two of them out already. So we, we put together this whole thing. But she told me on the phone, she goes, here's what you do. You mail it to here. And she goes, then in eight weeks, you go to your mailbox and look for a letter. And if it's not there, you wait another week. Go to your mailbox. And if it's not there, don't call me and don't email me. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. So I called and I was like, guys, this sucks. We're never getting on the newsstand. You know, bah, that's not, you know. You got to try it. Yeah, so we sent the stuff off, and um, it was like two weeks later she called. Ooh. And I was like, oh, you know, I was like, oh, shit, what, what'd you put in there, Jake? <laughs> now she's really mad, you know? But uh, she's like, hey, uh, this is excellent. I can sell this. And I was like, really? She's like, I mean, yeah. yes, of what course. What was her name? <laughs> what, do you remember her name? I, I, uh, I know I have it in my email somewhere. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Genius. I was like, wow. So, uh, yeah, we got uh, in our third volume, wow. we got picked up by Barnes & Noble and uh, been really healthy there. They helped, uh, there's a distribution company now, um, A&C, that's helped grow us into uh, Books a Million in Canada, which mm. is very similar. Is Books a Million still open only in Canada? Like, I, I thought they I, closed well, in here. They're they down here, too? They could be here, too. Yeah, I've I, seen Books a Million in Florida. Okay, oh, okay, so we're there as well. Oh. And then um, that same group sells to, like, um, independent newsstands like you know if you're maybe in new york or san francisco and there's a street newsstand we're in a few of those and oh cool that type of thing so a major distribution is is all handled over there now which is cool but man so i, I, I swear to god i thought we'd sure. never see the light of day of being on a newsstand yeah and uh i was really surprised that lady called back but it's so interesting because these are things that like you know this isn't my world but like you'd never think of like that's a huge milestone to be able to get into a place that's going to oh absolutely put you guys out there it's yeah cuz without eyeballs we don't sell advertising yeah. you know i mean it's not as simple as like hey here's you know a thousand magazines yeah. or, or books and throw it on your stand mm -hmm. well i think that you know you were asking earlier about hurdles you know the way, this is one we still haven't been i don't know if we'll ever be able to figure it out but um postage now shipping mm -hmm. Because these books, they weigh just shy of two pounds. Ship one one of these now to Europe is like thirty five bucks or something. Ooh. And then we have people like uh, emailing, "Hey, what's wrong with you? The magazine only costs sixteen ninety five, and it's thirty. It's like that's out of our control. We, I mean, I, w I wish there was no shipping on these things, right? So it's um, finding those solutions and workarounds with." We're always trying to figure it out, but... Um, All right. I've been in the business for about uh, how long we've been rolling. You ready for this? Yeah, I am. I... So, you've already got a, a lossless file. Uh, ben has done the due diligence to make everything the best for download. You're going to send mm -hmm. it to your printer, and they're going to print it at the top res it can be. What is... You know, I can drop ship a shirt made in, in you know, wherever... That won't be printed until it's sold and wherever. Yeah. What is that? Is too much risk? Too much? Like I don't know. I got a QC that. That quality. We we've looked into those and had samples made. I didn't know it existed, but it seemed like an yeah. option. There is some print print on demand stuff, but it's not quite there yet. Just because you have such tactile response to your magazine. It's yeah. one of my favorite things about it. It's like. I smell well, because like Alan, why don't you tell like uh, this isn't your first introduction to to Vana. You knew them before you knew them. You were yeah. a subscriber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had uh, the other name. Yeah, Meta. is it like Voldemort? Can we? Can <laughs> yeah, we you say just it? speak about it. It's great. I loved it. I loved it. I I actually when I first got it, I ended up like I don't know how how I did it, but I felt like I bought a couple back issues as well. Mm -hmm. And then and then just uh, join the subscription, but uh, it's and I it's my favorite thing. It's like as you hold it next to your beard, I feel like you're about to tell us a story. <laughs> uh, go to page sixty nine. It's my favorite. Sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just that like the it is you know talking about quality control. It's got to be such a big thing because it's such a like a two pound book. You know, it's yeah. it's it's not paper. It's the binding. Like, it's it's like it all feels. Of it. It's it really. It's we, so we've cool. always tried to stay true to the ethos of like 
the product means everything, you yeah. know, just from touch to smell. And smell is something I didn't expect. And it l- is. literally, that was one of the first comments I got when we put our first volume. What page are you on, Alan? People are like, 69. <laughs> they're, they're like, uh, they're like uh, dude, this thing smells incredible. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I was like, it didn't really, no. No. you know, but the reason it smells so good is we still use sheet fed. You know, print. We don't do traditional. Everything now, for the most part, is digitally printed. And so dead. you said sheet-fed print. Yes. Yeah, so what is still, still inks and plates? Rolls. Yeah. Wow. So that's a. What's the price yeah. difference there? If you're digitally Huge. printing so something, say, we could save a ton of money if we cheapened our product. But you know, that's products a reflection of everything that we do. Yeah. So that's yeah. uh, you know, you win some, lose some. But uh, yeah, I think when it's all said and done, they're they're close to nine dollars to produce one copy wow, wow. you know it feels that way one well, and, and just the same so he mentioned uh, he bought back uh back stock yeah Are, is, i don't know how he did that because i feel like well we had back stock that we must took have out been, any of the meta back stock offline recently this was uh, this was probably honestly three years ago that i had done this yeah so we yeah. had i think there's only like two or three volumes that were completely sold out but mm-hmm. we always kept back stock um, and I still do have some. Um, took it offline because we went through a brand change, and right. um, it's time time to kind of move on from that that whole whole deal. But uh, you know, we how have many our, volumes are you in this right now? I think uh, see four, eight. Okay. Or eight's being worked on right now. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Eight will come out in December. What is it when? Um, just from my my perspective again as far as periodicals and, and some such that goes out. When do you turn into the, uh, the Reader's Digest, the National Geographic, the whatever that comes in the box set that you can oh. order it? You know, 1-800, come on, call now. It's just 11 <laughs> p.m. Everybody's asleep. You can order the, shopping the bottom magazine. Yeah. Um, honestly, that's a, it's a really great question. Uh, that's oh, when you're yes. asking if we become a book. Um, I would like to see us... Um, even as soon as next year, to do two volumes, something in the spring and something in the fall, that is, grows. I'm more of an autumn. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Um, <laughs> it's obvious. Uh, <laughs> Clearly. But that is that. Like, you get maybe a, it, it's more of a book, yeah. right? Um, and maybe you get some, some nice, um, beautiful box books, some items from our partners maybe mm-hmm. what i love to do is like get a and i like to do two drops instead of a magazine subscription and those drops and at least we could have uh, you know shirt size glove size mm-hmm. simple stuff and then work to where you know it's kind of like a bark box you get twice yeah. a year yeah bark boxes work i've got puppies they love them but you know just get something and you know i always thought it'd be cool to the readers we make apparel only for readers. Uh-huh. So it's just kind of like being in the family or the club or whatever. You know what I'm That's saying? That's cool. Um, so those are the ideas I'm kicking around in my head. Uh, even a, a year, a year-end book would be great, but I kind of feel like there's waiting a whole year for the publishing piece might be too long. Um, so, yeah, in the future, I'd love to, to morph the magazine, a quarterly magazine, into two book drops in mm. uh, a year and that's what we're working on right now but it could happen next year if not it's going to happen the year after in 25 do you have any back stock of these yeah i do uh, yeah I, i've I'll, got I'll some in my truck call. actually <laughs> perfect <laughs> yeah I've, uh, it'd be cool to have that series yeah we've tried we've tried to or not tried to i've uh, anything that we've ever produced from you know a sticker sheet to a a cap to a magazine. I uh-huh. take it and I put it, put things aside so that down the nice. road. So we have ten years. Posterity. Of, yeah, it's yeah. there. It's, it's important. Secret secret spot. Nice. That's why when we had you guys come in uh, today uh, and we did the swab. Um, that's just <laughs> that's just for down the road that we can uh, have you back on the couch for that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I appreciate the uh, complimentary vaccine as well. That was really nice. Well, it's 2023, and I'm just, you know, <laughs> looking, looking ahead. 
I'm going to get canceled before you even start. I almost <laughs> missed you. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, to back out everything that uh, we've talked about, you're our first guest. My last podcast, yeah. huh? <laughs> and we have it right here. We have it right here. Last one. <laughs> Speaking yeah. specifically to the podcast, this is our first in the, in the basement with our, our, our first guest. Uh, you saw it live, mobile, at uh, Barber. Mm-hmm. We've been pontificating and kind of ideating about where it will go next, mobily. I'm curious from your vantage point. Um, so we're able to talk about your film festival. We're able to talk about your, your print magazine. We're able to talk about you and, and your gooey insides. Where do you think uh, we can take this from what you've seen? Um, where do you think it could live? What, 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 are you, what exactly are we doing here? I don't know. I'm just we're we're working on our own podcast. So you inviting me in here is great. I'm just oh, I'm just taking mental great. notes right now. And, uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, as long it, as you have I, me on yours, it's good. It's, yeah. No, you know we've we've talked. I love podcasts. Um, I haven't. I don't listen to them as much as I want to, but I think Danger Dance is one of the first ones I did, and like. Just a good time, just like I'm having just right chill, now, yeah. hanging with the buddies. And um, well, those are definitely the ideas, just being like yeah. you know the couch well, setting and absolutely. And we acknowledge that that we are actually on on camera right now, and uh, because it's, the background that we come from, being a very visual medium, yeah. this is just only an extension of that. And, yeah. and so I hope to leverage it, obviously, with what I'm doing. But ultimately, it's the relationship and the conversation that carries it. I think this is great, man. I think the more people that you can get on to these shows and and share stories and I don't know, anytime you, you hear a story, you learn something, you know, whether it's good or bad, you learn something from somebody's yes. story. And, you know, there, I think there's a lot of people that probably would, you know, wish they could express themselves more, more often or to a bigger audience. When I think and, you hear those stories that you wouldn't normally be telling, like that's the idea of so yeah. like, you know, dig in and, and as Sam says, get into the gooey insides and yeah. like, it's cool that that was you, you know, you wrote a, a, a an article in, yeah. were you in high school? Uh, I was in college. In college. Yeah. Like, and that sparked, you know. Yeah, that definitely Like you can sparked. go into the teacher that pushed you in that direction. You wouldn't, if that didn't happen, maybe, you know, yeah, little I, moments like that. I have pretty a, cool. more to that story, I think. Prior to that, I was, um, Back, back up maybe like five years. I was like 19 or something. I was working on a job in the, uh, down in St. Thomas and Virgin Islands. My dad and my brother and I were working for my dad down there. And uh, one night we went down, and <clears throat> my brother and I, and we sat at this, this little dock at Hole Bay. And uh, he's 10 years older than I am. And he's like, one job, like serious, like a serious job. What would it be? What would you want to do with yourself? And at that time, I had never surfed, but I, I collecting surfing magazines, and I was really into skate skating as a kid, and surfing was something I, I was destined to do. And uh, I told him, I was like, "Man, I want to work. I think it'd be working for a Surfer magazine." Yeah. And I rem- remember him going, "Have you ever surfed?" I was like, "Not yet, but I'm going to." And for some reason, you know, without. That's cool. trying to go to work at Surfer. That's where I ended up. Like that's cool. Seven years later. Yeah, I think words are so powerful. Yeah, me too, man. Everything you speak, uh, and that's why I even talked to to Meg, how powerful our words are. Be careful yeah. what you say because, uh, yeah, we will achieve. Or say we, it if you want it. You know, say mm-hmm. it if you want it, but yeah. even say it out of out of out of jest. Look the fuck out because it'll happen. Yeah, because our intention, that. our our human nature, we are so powerful as individuals. That when we set our minds to something, even unintentionally, you will show the fuck up for it. I believe that, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, and so much so as you've been ended up on, uh, on the couch here in, in the basement, you know, what just started in, in, in jest, yeah. in conversation, is now a functioning three-cam operation run by Cody Shipman uh, <laughs> on the ones, twos, threes. It's got nine channels. <laughs> it's yeah. got nine channels. <laughs> But that's just the reality that I live in and that I, I agree to. When I, I encounter folks like you, yourself, equal to Alan and Meg and Cody and uh, all of our friends watching online, I just think um, it's so fun to meet artists. And that's how I look at each of us as artists with different paintbrushes. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you operate in publication and you've created something that is so beautiful and so intentional. Uh, you, you operate in film and stunts and action and drama, all these things and the way you're able to craft it and curate it. Every single one of us has these talents and it's just when you're able to like really harness it. But people don't realize that they're fucking painting shit all the time. They don't even know what they're doing. It's only until you're able to focus it that yeah. you can really show it off. But that doesn't stop you from creating along the way. And so everybody's doing something. And so I'm excited for what we're able to do here and talk to folks about it because everybody's got a god dang paintbrush and I want to... Yeah. I think you should take this thing on the road if you can. You know, if you could take it to other cities and travel, yeah. you know. When we, uh, uh, Derek made mention of um, Eva. Rupert. That is at the Overland Expo experience and then yeah. she's actually out on... Rubel's yeah, ride? Uh, yeah, I forget, I forget the details oh. of the ride, but it's, it's pretty gnarly. day yeah, Overland yeah. experience. Mm -hmm. uh, as, as a fully female, whatever, but like specifically the Overland Expo, that's a, a, a I believe that's a, like a southeast, northwest kind of scenario. Yeah, it'd be a good home for you if you ask me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 it's new to me and so I'm, I'm still learning, but all things considered, I'm excited to take this and, and have these conversations. We'll bring the basement to you. Well, anytime you guys want, I mean, uh, this is honest talk. Anytime you want to come to Denver, we've got a great little workspace that cool. would be a, a nice home for Where you guys. Where you guys will be doing your podcast. Yeah. yeah. No, we're doing a, a podcast with a Z. Podcast. It's even Get better. Casting it, casting it out. <laughs> we'll see you on Golden River, man. I'll be the one on the torn up tube. That'll be me. <laughs> Have you done Golden River yet? You done this? Where ours is called Danger Beard. <laughs> Moto Chot Talk. Danger right. Beard. It's mangy. Is that, mangy is that a wrap? What time is that? I'm not sure. You got to go get your friend. Oh, it's three. It's. 328. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I well, on that note, we are super happy to have had you here. Our first guest. Stoked. Yes. Uh, like Thank I said, you for attending. Need a uh, signature wall down. No, here. you just signed me. Yeah. yeah. And then we never wash. <laughs> Tattoo gun. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Jesus. I oh, that. Ooh. But I look forward to where we encounter uh, each other next. And then obviously we'll see you at, uh, we're going to actually show up and we're going to shoot at the, uh, the venue. Thank you. For your film yeah. festival. That would be amazing because uh, I need to capture you know? Some of that stuff. It will be captured. Yeah, and I know I would be like talking to everyone. We only shoot in 720, though, so that's <laughs> kind of a difference. Yeah, no 480. No, 480p, man. though. It's, it's not I. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, right on. Until next time, sir. Thank you, guys. Man. Awesome. I appreciate thank you. everything. Yeah, brother. Thank yeah. you. I feel like I, well, I'm uh, part of the family down here now. Absolutely. So. <laughs> no, Thanks, thank man. you so much. Yeah, appreciate absolutely. It. Thanks. Appreciate it. That was